Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal Alpr, and I'm here today with my co-host Johnny Stites. Johnny, uh, good day to you. <laughs> good day. All right. We hope it is a good day. Um, one of the things we uh, and first of all, we're very anxious to um, say that we appreciate you as a listener. Uh, we are particularly interested in um, listeners who either own or operate or manage business. Uh, also, those who own or operate or manage uh, professional practices, and that's healthcare, uh, uh, legal, accounting, anything in that category. And certainly, we welcome students and teachers in the business world and entrepreneurs. So we're hoping that you are one of those, and uh, if you're not, that you will be at some point. And so we're looking forward to being able to share our experiences with you. Johnny, I wonder if you could, wouldn't mind starting us out, telling us a little bit about your background, um, and then I'll chat for a minute about mine, and we'll kind of lay the, the groundwork for the discussion here today. Sure, Hal. I knew in the seventh grade what I wanted to do with my life. So seventh from, grade? Yeah, <laughs> seventh grade. So from that time until I graduated from college with a business degree, I did everything I could to help me prepare to join the family construction business started by my grandfather and father. Which is still around? Yes, it and, is. And, and it's called? J&S Construction Company. It's located on Foreman Drive here in Cookville. It's been around for over 60 years now. However, Uncle Sam had other plans for me in 1968, and so I spent three years in the Navy uh, as an officer leading 75 sailors and was ultimately assigned to the Tonkin Gulf off of Vietnam. After my Navy service, I joined the family business at age 24, and for the next 44 years, my brother and I led the company through recessions, wage and price controls, 13% inflation, 18% interest rates, <laughs> savings and loan and bank failures, stock market crashes. You've seen it all. And ever-increasing <laughs> government relation, regulations. Even with all these trials, we were able to grow the company considerably from 250000 in annual sales to $46 million, and we achieved a top, 40, a top 50 recognition in industry publications across the nation. The company grew from five employees to 125, and from working in one small Tennessee town, Cookville, to working in six states. So I'm excited about sharing some of those experiences and helping the people here get just a little bit of benefit from the mistakes that I made and the things that I learned. And the secrets of success that you ended up with. Yes. Uh, that's very uh, exciting. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're looking for uh, that little nudge, you know, the extra little push, and get some ideas that can get you moving forward, um, you know, Johnny's going to be a great resource for that. Um, by the way, there was a recent study out um, put out by the Independent Business Association that for the first time in 45 years, small businesses in the United States, uh, the vast majority say that they are ready to expand. And so that is really the groundwork beneath this whole program. And it is part of the thinking that we have. So, uh, of course, with Johnny's background, that fits perfectly because here he is in a situation he's taken a business and he's made it highly successful over a period of time, and he's learned it, uh, as he says, the hard way often. Um, but there are – so there's a lot I think we can all learn from that. Uh, my background has been completely different in a lot of ways. 
Um, and yet Johnny and I share a lot of the same interests um, in terms of direction and, and business development. Um, I'm an author. I have nine books that I've written. Uh, they include a, a five-star rated one called Dr. Business for Physicians, uh, a National Book Award that I won for writing Dr. Shopping, which is for consumers in healthcare. And, um, and I like to brag about my action-packed uh, <laughs> novel, my one and only novel called High Tide. And that uh, was based on true events, actually. Uh, it's surrounding the biggest drug deal in the history of the United States uh, up until 1981. And it used the boat that I lived on. <laughs> we'll talk about that some more sometime. I also wrote and narrate uh, Doodaloo, the Bareheaded Bear, a self-esteem self -esteem development video in verse for three to six-year-olds. Um, the thinking being that if, if uh, young children can get a sense of developing their own self-esteem, that that will lead to self-confidence and that my way of thinking, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Johnny shares this, is that self-confidence is basically what drives success in life and in business. So, um, you know, we like to start them out young with that idea. Um, I've had about 40 years of direct experience uh, working with businesses and uh, professional practice people to develop their their circumstances, their businesses. Um, I, I was voted professor of the year by students uh, twice, and that was kind of a big accomplishment for me in my younger years, uh, once at Pace University uh, and the other at Ocean County College. Uh, I'm not going to get into where all the degrees and things are from and the whole any of the other background minutiae, so to speak, but the... Um, Experiences have been, to most people, seem a little convoluted because I've gone from one thing to another. Uh, I, I like to say I retired three times, but <laughs> each one lasted for a day you know, because I, I really didn't like the idea of sitting around doing nothing. So I've always been chasing after something, and I've worked uh, full-time work since I was 14. So it... Um, Johnny knows what that's about, right? You Yeah, well, I, I hope so. And we want to share, uh, people call them business secrets. There are no secrets. The people who are successful all do the same thing. It's just a matter of finding those and understanding those and then having the discipline to put them in place. And I think that's really what we hope to do with this program, isn't it? Is and, to and, and, share that. And, and what is the what is the uh, the attitude that um, we're talking about here? Because that's kind of underlying everything you're you're mentioning. It is um, in America because we have the greatest society that's ever been. We have an opportunity to grow past where our family was, or to develop our skill sets better than we had in the past. We're not limited by a caste system. We're not limited by a lack of hope, which if you go to many countries, the people there have no hope. My son visited Africa one time, and he said that's what he came away with, is that they were in bad uh, poverty, but they had no hope that it'd ever be any different for them. That's not the case in this country. You have a chance if you want to. If you'll do the things successful people do, you can be successful. And the more people you serve as servant leaders, the more, the better and the more, uh, more powerful, the richer you will get because this country rewards that. We, we, uh, Johnny and I were talking the other day that we, we have very much in common one aspect of life is that we were both very active in Boy Scouts. 
Yes, sir. Um, and, um, and Johnny has been particularly active. In fact, uh, holds a Medal of Honor from the uh, Boy Scouts of America. Well, uh, the Eagle Rank. Okay, Eagle the Eagle Rank. rank. But, but both of us had been in what uh, the Scouts call the Order of the Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a kind of a, a recognition of, um, you know, that you've done okay, I guess. Well, it's a service yeah. organization yeah. within scouting. And I think it's important that everybody learn how to serve, that everybody learn in their life to put others first. And by doing that, we know that you can be successful. Uh, even the Lord affirmed that when he said, if you would be first, be the last. If you'd be the greatest, be the least. And it works. And if so, you do. And, the, and so, the scouts' motto is uh, "Be prepared." Yes, and and that's right. um, that, by the way, translates directly to business and professional practices. So, one of the things we want to cover here, and don't roll your eyes at us just because you think this is for little boys and uh, and a, a nonsense topic. Uh, but frankly, uh, if you go back and look at the scouts and some of the things they teach young boys. It applies directly to running, starting, and maintaining, and growing a business. And how now as young girls as well. And young girls, girls as well. girls can be a part of Boy Scouts. Um, there we are. So, so uh, one, one of the things we want to talk about, the, those different pieces of the puzzle and what it is that we learned as young boys that has carried us forward in Johnny and his family business direction and me with all these different kinds of things. I'm talking with Johnny Stites. I'm Hal Alpiar. And we've, had, we've worked from the same premise, that a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Isn't that interesting? And I said, don't roll your eyes. This is important stuff. Because if you're running a business day to day and you really are serious about it, you picked up on at least one or two of those words. Um, and, and so we're going to address those today a little bit, uh, talk about how, they, how each of those things apply specifically to day-to-day business directions and to setting your, your mission statement up and your vision statement up and, and to getting things done and moving forward um, into uh, programming for the next couple of shows. So uh, we're going to take a break here at this point and uh, say this is Hal Alpiar, and I'm talking with Johnny Stites, uh, my co-host here, and we're discussing uh, how small business and professional practices can take advantage of today's climate and grow more rapidly. Hi, this is Hal Alpiar, back with BusinessWorks and my co-host, Johnny Stites. Hello. Um, Good to be with you again, Hal. (laughs) Oh, there he is. (laughs) So, uh, Johnny, while we're on it, uh, we've been talking a little bit about applications of Boy Scout thinking to running businesses and being successful. Could you maybe give us a little enlightenment on, um, let's say, the first three of those items I mentioned? uh, Boy, that a scout is trustworthy, loyal, and helpful. How how do those kinds of things, um, what impact did they have for you with your family business and developing over the years? Well, obviously, uh, with any business, trust is huge. Uh, you might remember Stephen Covey's book, The Speed of Trust, where he talks about how business businesses that trust each other internally do a so much better job serving their customers and their clients because they're so focused on uh, getting the job done right that nobody's out there covering their rear ends or they're not 
politically associated with each other. They trust each other. They have a great relationship. And that's also what loyalty has. Sometimes you find a lot of loyalty in family businesses, but there are many other times you have people that don't trust each other, they're not loyal to each other, and and it just tears the business apart. And it hurts the employees who are working there and the well, clients. Yeah, but just because somebody's in the family with you doesn't mean they share the same objectives. Mm. And I guess that's part of where these clashes come from because I've seen it often in a number of, of different family businesses. Well, that's true. And and I'm not saying you have to see everything the same, but loyalty means that you are uh, that you are honest with people and that you are committed to them even when you disagree. There's a certain amount of, of uh, tolerance that's necessary. You need that in your church, whether you have, if you have discussions there, you ought to be able to uh, have those discussions at a high level of loyalty to each other. We've, by the way, we mentioned uh, the other day we were chit-chatting, and, uh, and I said something about uh, that in a partnership, uh, if one partner um, d- does not agree with you, uh, that's a good thing. That if, if yeah. two partners agree with everything, you don't need the other partner. <laughs> there was a long time in my career when we had three partners in our business, um, and one of the partners was uh, much more conservative, much more unwilling to take risk than two of the partners were. And I thought that was healthy. I thought it was helpful. I thought it was uh, good for our business because there were times that we would have made decisions uh, – uh, that were more reckless than they should have been, and this partner was good for us in that he provided kind of the scotch or the the brakes to keep us from uh, running headlong into tr- something. Chasing the shiny th- stuff is what I always thought it was. You you think here's a great opportunity? He, excuse me, he provided chase. scotch for you. Is that what you said? <laughs> I get that right? No, he provided scotches of our wheels so we don't uh-huh. roll off and, and okay. Uh, crazy. And what? so it's uh, important, I think, that um, all partners be willing to hear the other side, be po- tolerant of each other, but they don't have to be 100% in agreement as the discussion goes on. Now, once the decision is made, I think they should all be in agreement to move forward. If we're talking about tr- uh, trustworthy, loyal, helpful, uh, the rest of this, uh, at least half of it, is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind. Those things all seem to me to have a ring uh, that uh, is focused on customers and clients and patients. And um, uh, can can you to ch- you know well, talk about that for a minute? The, Just what you're probably the easiest one that all scouts would relate to is that the scout that uh, Baden Powell, who started Boy Scouts, observed in England when he saw a young man helping an elderly lady across the street, and he asked him. Uh, for directions, and the young man said, um, told him exactly where where he could go to find his destination. And he will, wanted to pay the young man, but he wouldn't do, take money. He said, I'm a scout. We don't do it for the money. We do it to be helpful. So those are two examples of where scouts, mm-hmm. in an effort to be helpful, are really important. I'm talking with Johnny Stites. I'm Hal Alpiar. Um, Johnny, when we're talking about the relationship of the stuff to customers, what uh, what applications are there uh, for? And I don't mean stuff. This list we're talking about, and that's a great example of Boy Scouts uh, that you just gave. But if we're talking about uh, 
friendly, courteous, kind, um, and all of that. Is it true that the customer is always right? In my opinion, the customer is not always right, but the way you treat them when they're wrong uh, is really important. Uh-huh, okay. uh, there, if it's a matter of the customer is trying to beat you out of some money and it's money that's not going to be detrimental to your business, sometimes you're better off to let the customer win. And I've found that in my experience that when money is on the table, that's when people's true heart their true identity shows up when when money's on the table. They're going to lose money or gain money. And I, I hope that uh, in our business, we always try to put money as a secondary factor. It has to be important because if you give the store away, you're going to go out of business. And then all the people that are employed by you, in our case is 125 people, they would all be gone. Well, I, my thinking is very uh, aligned with what you're saying. Uh, I used to teach my students in classes that the customer is always right. The customer is always right. The customer is always right. Um, meaning that just what you said, that's how you treat them that's important. You can't the, – the clients and the patients are not always right when you're talking about professional practices. Um and that's why they come to a professional in the first place. Um, and so it, they may think something is a certain way, but um, that's exactly why they would um, you, you know, visit with a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor or a nurse or uh, you know, a, 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 a technical person is because they don't have all the answers. They don't know. Um, well, I, let me add a point there, Hal, yes. that I think might be important. I always felt like it was foolish for me to go to a professional, be it a lawyer or a doctor uh, or even somebody in my industry as a professional constructor, and then tell that professional how to do their job. <laughs> it, would not, it would not be smart for me to tell a heart surgeon how I wanted him to work on my heart <laughs> or, or a brain surgeon. Neither would it be smart for me to tell an attorney how to, to defend me in court. But it would be smart uh, if people would go to the professionals and let the professional tell them how they should de- perform the operation. Well, th- right. This is especially important today because we get such an avalanche of information on the Internet. People go yeah. think they know it all by the time they open the door for the doctor's office or the lawyer's office. And, and that's so, it, you know, yes, Sock away as much information as you can, but realize that you're going to a professional for a specific reason. Yeah, I always was amused at people who would come to us in the construction business and then tell us how to build a project. (laughs) Um, Of course, we'd build it exactly the way they said if they wanted us to. But if they ever ask us our opinion as professionals of how to get the job done more less expensively and with better quality and in less time – we were always willing to help them, but many people didn't give us that opportunity, and so they lost out on the benefit of that. And it's primarily back to that very first item we talked about, right. trust. They didn't trust the professional. Well, that that's a very good point and a good way to close that first half of the list up. I wonder if we could just uh, touch briefly on the second half of uh, that a scout is always obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. What, what relationship do those uh, qualities have to business? Well, on the obedience side, it, you're, you're dealing with, uh, uh, in construction, you're dealing with construction documents. So I either can make the choice of doing what the owner has 
asked me to do or cut corners and try to do things that are less expensive for my benefit and not be obedient to the customer's desires. Uh, I went for a haircut yesterday, and I went in and I told the lady, this is the way I've looked since the fourth grade. I want to look this way when I leave. (laughs) But when she finished with my hair, I had mousse on it, and it was all pulled straight back, and I looked like somebody that, I, that I'd never <laughs> met before. So you got a haircut. I did get a did haircut. Did you get them all cut or just the one? <laughs> I've got great hair, Hal. You know that. Well, I don't have any. That's why I'm asking. It's, it's very uh, – I, I, re, I remember those days, but, you know. I'm I'm blessed. I don't have to worry about that. And not that it, I'd worry about it if I didn't have any, I guess. It's just, just the luck of the draw. I'm talking with Johnny Stites. I'm Hal Alpiar. So – um, <laughs> cheerful. There we are. How about thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent? Well, thrifty is uh, something maybe I hadn't been as good at as others have been. I, I know Dave Ramsey. Uh, uh, my son is a Dave Ramsey acolyte, and 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 is supported by Dave Ramsey. Um, he, he is talks about not having any debt, and I've done a poor job of that over the years. So thrifty is maybe something I should let you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But being brave, yes, do the right thing. Be brave enough to trust that right will eventually come out okay. And then clean is just uh, obvious. Cleanliness will help your life be less uh, affected by disease. And we're fortunate that we live in a country that is pretty darn clean notwithstanding criticism of, of some. Uh, on the on that point of thrifty, I think that uh, w- what a lot of business people do is reinvest their money back into their business to the extent that it puts them in poverty. <clears throat> um, and, and so that's a, that's a high-risk element involved there, and you've really got to be careful even though it's tempting and even though it looks so bright on the other side of the coin uh, where you're headed um, that you really need to um, m- moderate you know, how you reinvest in your business direction. Um, We tend to get caught up with hiring outside people for every purpose. And um, before doing that, it's really important to step back and analyze what it is that you actually can do yourself first and and then do some good shopping. I think you're right. I think you're right. And that brings us to the final one, reverent. We need to be reverent about many things in life. The flag, for instance, is important to people because of the many who have died in defense of this flag. And so it matters what we're reverent toward. We need to develop an attitude of reverence toward those things that deserve our reverence. Uh, Supporting of our government uh, deserves some form of reverence. We've got people who are dying uh, all the time for that. And then finally... Reverence for our God, for somebody who's out there who's much more powerful than we are. Uh, some call it the creator of the universe. doesn't matter what you call it. There is, the acknowledgement there's something out there bigger than we. And, and that's something— Bigger uh, than us. And that's something—it it pushes us to be in the present moment as much as possible. Yeah, it does. So sure does. When, when we do that, of course, the more here and now you are, the, the faster your business is going to grow and your professional practice. And so we hope to be a part of that with you um, in, next week. And we're going to be talking uh, at that point about um, uh, people and data and the vision 
of your business. And so we'll, we'll look to see you then. And we thank you very much for listening today and hope you have a terrific week ahead.